All right. Welcome back. This week we have a special guest with us today, and we're going to be talking about a really exciting topic, which is surrogacy. So to start off, I have Jeanette here. Can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Jeanette Passwaters. Um, I am the owner of Circle of Life Surrogacy. I have three children of my own, of which are 29, 21, and 12, and I own my own surrogacy agency as well, Circle of Life Surrogacy. Awesome. I'm really excited um, to share this with our listeners so to get started on the topic of surrogacy, um, if we have any listeners who are interested in using a surrogate so that they can grow their family, um, what does that experience look like and what kind of things can they expect? Well, I think it depends on a lot of the perspective if you're coming from um, being a surrogate or wanting to be a surrogate or wanting to be an intended parent. Um, so there's a, um, it's the most important thing I think, um, in the terms of what it looks like to expect is that to expect a journey um, because these experiences um, take a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, um, and we help to facilitate that as um, as an agency, um, but it is a journey from, from beginning to end. So I think the most important thing is to know that it's going to take, could take, you know, roughly a little bit over a year from beginning to end. Okay, and um, for that side of things, for the family, like, what does it kind of look like? Like, what's the kind of, like, a maybe a timeline sort of a... Can you, like, explain the steps that get taken? Yeah, absolutely. So um, from the perspective of um, surrogates that come to us, one of the first things that they can do is, is to apply... Um, and even before that, honestly, um, we highly recommend that surrogates that surrogate potential surrogates do research and find out as much information as they possibly can um, before be even beginning to apply to agencies. Um, so researching about surrogacy, um, learning as much as you possibly can, um, reaching out to agencies that you might feel will be com that you would be comfortable working with, um, and um, and starting starting from there. And the same thing for intended parents as well. Um, starting doing your research, doing as much research as you can, um, reaching out to agencies um, and maybe even a couple different agencies, not just our agency, but because the most important thing, I think, is that you feel comfortable in the agency that you're choosing. All right. So for those who are interested on the other side becoming a surrogate, um, what's that experience kind of like for them? Like what do they, what, you know? do they go through over the course of being a, sur a surrogate? Yeah, so um, first of all, it is one of the most rewarding experiences um, I think that a surrogate um, can go through, aside from having their own children. The gift of giving life, I think, is nothing greater. Um, so I think um, the aspect of being able to pay it forward um, by being able to help create a family is one of the ultimate gifts. Um, but not only that, I think the, um, the benefits from the compensation and being able to help your own family. So I definitely think that it's a twofold, um, twofold reward. Okay, so um, surrogates can expect when they first contact um, most agencies, and particularly 
particularly for our agency, um, is they can apply online. Um, they can go to www.circleoflifesurrogacy.com. Um, there's a tab there. They can go under surrogate application and apply. We try to get back to all of our surrogates within a 24-hour time frame. If they have an interest in surrogacy, we'll then reach out to them via email. Um, sometimes it is via phone call. Um, we'll reach out to them. We'll answer, help answer all their questions. We'll set up a time to have a phone conference with them. Um, and a again, answer all their questions, explain our benefit package, how the process works, what the next, the next steps would entail. So once someone has been accepted as maybe like a potential surrogate, then sort of like what happens? From there. Yeah, so the next step would be um, one of the um, part of the intake process of surrogacy is that they have to send over their medical records. We review their medical records um, and make sure that we don't see any red flags that would prevent them from moving any forward as a surrogate. Um, once we complete their background checks, we will also send them for a psychological evaluation. Once that psychological evaluation is completed, all of their records, all their intake paperwork um, has been turned in, um, we then can move forward to matching. Um, once we have matched them with intended parents and there is a mutual um, agreement that everyone would like to move forward, um, at that point we can then um, send them for their medical clearance. So once they complete medical clearance, there's also legal clearance. Um, which is where they sign the contract with their intended parents agreeing upon the surrogacy itself. Once we've reached legal clearance, then we can move forward into the IVF transfer. Um, and from then, we hope that it's a positive pregnancy and that things move um, smoothly and successfully to happy, healthy baby. Awesome. That sounds amazing. So is everything really through you or do the surrogates and the families interact much? We actually really encourage the surrogates and the intended parents to have good, open, very transparent communication because this is a um, this is a you know a very serious journey. We want intended parents and surrogates alike to have a good relationship with their intended parents, and we we can't hope for anything more than for them to have a lasting, um, hopefully loving and um, mutually. Um, agreed upon relationship even after birth. Um, we hope that they remain friends for a lifetime. And sometimes, most often that happens, sometimes unfortunately it doesn't. Um, but once we get through the legal clearance aspect um, of the journey, that's when Circle of Life shares contact information among all the parties and then allow them to, to communicate. So depending on everyone's work schedules, a lot of times that can result in maybe weekly contact, and that's what we encourage is at least weekly communication. That's very cool. I like that they are able to interact like that. I know I would want to. I feel like I'd want to on if I was on either side. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it really helps create that friendship and that sense of trust and transparency, and we think that's very important. Okay, so is this like as soon as you find um, a family and a surrogate, you just put them together and then that's it? Or is there like a bit of a choosing process or how does it go? 
Yeah, so we we really want to make a great match. That's one of the most important things that we can do as an agency is to help form great matches. So we certainly respect everyone's um, set of morals and ideas um, and what looks like a good match for, for each party. So once we have a surrogate that's completely been thoroughly vetted, um, after reviewing her records, after conducting background checks and home visits, um, we can then move on to the matching process. So we will present both parties with their profiles. Um, that doesn't include any identifying information, just first names only, um, but gives them really a sense of idea of who this family is and kind of what their family dynamic looks like. Um, and then they, each party, we set up a Skype meeting between them. Um, I help facilitate that call ask all the right questions, make sure they seem like they'll be a great fit for each other, and then I give them each a couple days to decide if they'd like to move forward. So we don't want to force anyone into a match. Um, we want everyone to feel comfortable in moving forward, so that's kind of how that works. That's nice. It sounds like a, like a lot of care put into every step, so I like that. Thank you. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have been a surrogate three times? That's right. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell us about your experiences um, and what made you choose to do that? Absolutely. So my first Soro baby was born, um, as a matter of fact, she just turned 18 this year, which sounds incredibly amazing to me. Um, But it was a really wonderful, amazing experience. Um, At that time, I happened to be a single mom struggling to get through nursing school and it was a wonderful way for me to be able to help a family out and at the same time help myself and my children out. So it was um, a wonderful experience. Um, Then I went on to have my own child after that. We moved to California where it's very surrogate friendly and um, that's kind of where Circle of Life surrogacy um, all started. Um, At that point I um, I did two more surrogacies and I didn't want to give up the opportunity of to be able to do something so incredibly special or be a part of something so incredibly special. I wanted to still be able to um, be involved in surrogacy in some sort of way, um, and I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for me to be able to do that. Okay, so are you still in contact with all of the families that you helped out? I am. I am, actually. That's a great question. Um, I definitely am. Um, with my first Sora babe, I um, am friends with her on Facebook, in fact, and oh stay, in, stay in touch with her dad. Um, my second two um, Sora babies, they were born internationally. So one um, is from, originally they're from Madrid, but they live in, they live in um, the U.K., and then the other, my other, my youngest Sora babe, she lives in the French Alps. Um, I have been actually to London to visit, um, to visit one of, um, one of my surrogate babies. And then we're planning a trip to Paris this summer. So oh my goodness. to be with both of them. So yeah, so very much in contact with them on a weekly basis, I would say. Wow. That is so cool. That is so fun. <laughs> and that must be really cool for each of those, well, I don't want to call them babies now, but <laughs> the surrogacies that you did, they get to meet each other. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful experience. One um, right now is six, and the other one is four. And I think they're, um, yeah, I think they're um, at the, such a great age to experience Disney, and they know they know who I am, and I'm, I'm a very big part of their life. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful meetup. I'm excited. 
That's really awesome. You should, maybe after that happens, you have to let us know. Maybe you can come back and tell us about your trip. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Awesome. Um, this is just my nosy question, so feel free to answer how much you want. But um, with having all of those different pregnancies, were your experiences, like, just of pregnancy different? Or what was that like? Yeah, I think um, I think each and every um, one of my pregnancies has been somewhat different. I, I can't really say that any two of them were, um, were ever really alike. I um, had two of my children um, very naturally without any complications. And then with my, um, my first surrogate baby, I had an epidural. Everything went perfectly normal. Um, I had my last son and had some major complications, which caused me to have a C-section. So therefore, my last two surrogate babies that are the and you're right, they're not babies anymore. <laughs> um, but my last two um, surrogate babies that I that I birthed, they were born via C-section. So, yeah, I think in a lot of aspects they were very different. With my last one, I was a lot older than I was with my first one, obviously, with her being 18 now. Um, and so developed gestational diabetes and gave oh, wow. birth at four weeks early. And so... Um, I, I think I kind of knew my body was telling me, okay, it's time to give this up. <laughs> well, that's amazing that you were able to help out that many times, though. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a really nice gift to have given to a couple of different families like that. So I think you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned also with the first one that was before you started Circle of Life. So was that with a different surrogacy company or is company the word? I don't know. Agency. Agency. Okay. Or was it like independently or how was that? I did. So I kind of did it differently than the majority of surrogates. I think the majority of surrogates most likely work with agencies for their first and maybe second and maybe even all of their journeys. Um, And I lived in Delaware, which is a very small state. The first time I did it, Um, surrogacy wasn't, um, wasn't very relative to a lot of people in that area. Um, I did a lot of my research. Um, I did online. I didn't personally know any surrogates. The hospital that um, we delivered at, they had no policies or procedures in place, actually. So we were a pioneer for that hospital (laughs) in developing their um, surrogacy delivery program. So um, it was very different, uh, very different then. And, um, And I did it independently, so I learned as much as I possibly could. And then once we moved to California and I did my last two surrogacies, um, I actually did work with an agency both times. Okay. All right. So then what makes Circle of Life different from some other agencies? Well, I think for our agency, um, we're more of a boutique-style agency. We're not a a super large agency where you just maybe consider it a number. Um, We're very involved. Um, I'm very involved with the contact with our intended parents and surrogates alike. Um, They have our personal contact information once they join our agency, Um, and they're allowed and they're welcome to reach out to us anytime. I want to be very... Um, efficient in answering their questions and helpful for them and really want to be able to walk them through the process and um, make them feel very supported throughout their journeys. That's really nice. I, Because I think that would be, it's definitely a big journey, especially if it's your first time, right? So having you as a, and I know you guys aren't sitting here in person, but Jeanette has a very like 
comforting and soothing presence. So <laughs> I think you would be right, a great contact. <laughs> um, so I know you... You, you were, you're based out of Oregon, right? You're our company is, is based in Oregon. So we started our company in California, um, and it's um, been in existence since August of 2014. And then we moved to Oregon. Um, we reestablished our business in Oregon just simply because our family moved to Oregon. And it also happens to be a very um, surrogate-friendly state. Um, and so we have team members that are located in different areas. So even um, coming from being intended parents or coming from surrogates alike, it doesn't really matter where the agency itself is located. We do a lot of telecommunicating with different um professionals that are in the surrogacy industry and field um, and so it doesn't it doesn't really make a difference where the agency itself is located um, but the exciting thing is um, we are also we are also looking to open up an agency um, on the east coast so we want to be Yay. bi-coastal yeah very cool so for people who either surrogates or families who are located in different different areas they as you explained, they obviously don't need to just like pop in and, you know, see you guys in person. But, um, is there, does it make a difference at all where they are? Like, are there, like, for example, if I'm in Tennessee, um, and Lindsay's in Maryland, and if we were matched up, um, like, would that happen first or would you look for someone who's closer to me or is that a thing at all? Like, no, um, basically, so how it works is um, once you're matched with the intended parents, the um, the location doesn't really make a difference. The most important thing to keep in mind is that we want to work with surrogates that are living in surrogate-friendly states. So um, there are several states, which is very unfortunate, um, but there are several states that are not surrogacy-friendly at this point. That would be New York um, as one, um, also Michigan, um, and several other states where it's it's not friendly. Tennessee is a great state. It's okay. super, <laughs> super surrogate-friendly. <laughs> um, Virginia is also surrogate-friendly as well. Washington, D.C., very surrogate-friendly. Um, Delaware, <laughs> Delaware, Florida, yeah. So there's plenty of places, states on the East Coast, that girls can come from, um, and they can be matched. The traveling part will take place during your medical clearance as well as your IVF transfer. And that's always based with where your intended parents, reproductive endocrinologist is located. Um, so that would be the physician that the intended parents will be working with. And that's going to be the physician that also performs the IVF transfer. And which all the travel expenses that are related to those medical um, medical clearance appointments and IVF transfers all covered by the intended parents. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, and I did not know there were, like, not surrogate-friendly places. Why is that? Well, because surrogacy is not, not governed by any government entity. Surrogacy, um, surrogacy laws are all established by... Um, each individual state out of the 50 states. Um, so each and every state um, of the 50 states, they have their own laws based on surrogacy. Um, and there are some states um, that, in fact, there are no laws. And so that can actually be a really good thing or it could potentially be a really bad thing. 
Um, but for the you know for the most part, um, the majority of the states are surrogate friendly in some aspect. There are some components as to whether or not um, pre-birth orders can be obtained based on genetic components. So meaning like the intended mother's egg would have to be used, or the intended father's sperm would have to be used um, in order for pre-birth orders to be obtained. But we have all that information, so we can. Um, we can certainly direct surrogates that are interested or intended parents that are interested in surrogacy. Um, we can direct them, we can put them in the right direction as far as what those laws are for those states that they live in. Okay, that's definitely good because I just not even consider that whole legal aspect at all. And I came up with all these questions. <laughs> Well, and, and not just um, not just to mention like you know individual states, but also we work with international couples, and so there are mm. many many European countries that are you know surrogacy um, is not allowed and is forbidden in those countries and against the law. So we have many um, international couples that we also work with that are coming to the United States because surrogacy um, is so prevalent here, and um, and and they can do it here. All right, very cool. Okay, so obviously there are like so many more <laughs> steps and um, factors to this than, you know, what I, pro I realized or probably a lot of people realized. So can you tell me what your team looks like or what pe people might be interacting with? Yeah, sure. So um, we have a little more than a handful of people that work for Circle of Life. Um, and so we have myself, and I'm the owner director. Uh, we also have our operations manager, who is Crystal Passwaters, um, and she's wonderful in uh, communicating with our intended parents and our surrogates alike and making sure that all the operations of the business run smoothly. Um, we also have a surrogate case manager. Her name is Kendra Lovett. She works closely with our surrogates. Um, she also does a portion of our intake um, work where surrogates will apply, and then she's their first point of contact. And in setting up their um, their initial kind of conference calls, uh, where we re you know we reach out to them and answer all their questions at that point, um, and decide if surrogacy might be uh, might be the thing for them. We also have Chelsea um, Massey, who is also one of our surrogate case managers, um, and she uh, will be working. She's in training right now, but we're getting her up and running so that she can also be helpful in working with our surrogates um, and meeting all their needs. I work closely with the intended parents, I should also mention, um, and also our operations manager, Crystal. I think I might have already mentioned that. Um, we also have somebody that handles the escrow management for all of our um, surrogates and intended parents, which um, <clears throat> we here at Circle of Life do not um, hold funds from the intended parents for surrogates. We encourage them to utilize an escrow company. Um, we don't want to be responsible for holding any of those funds. Uh, we want to make sure that surrogates are entitled to all of their compensations and in a timely manner. So we have someone specifically um, that takes care of doing that. We also have our social media marketer, who is Leandra Garcia. She's been working with us for a number of years, and uh, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, and I think she does a great job for our social media accounts. Um, and then we also have another girl. Her name is Jen Ryan. She's based out of Philadelphia, and she is um, also up in training um, to be one of our East Coast case managers. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool, you know, transition to make. Awesome. And it's all women. It's all women. Yeah. All For now. girl bosses. Is, ever, is everyone on your team 
a parent? Or have they been surrogates, any of them? We actually, Kendra, love it. Great question. I love it. Um, so Kendra Lovett um, actually was one of my very first surrogates for Circle of Life Surrogacy, and she delivered two healthy babies for a wonderful couple out of Northern California um, and loved the agency so much and loved the idea of surrogacy and wanted to be able to continue that um, as well, so brought her on board, and, and oh. she's just off and running and doing an amazing job of taking care of our girls. So How cool is that? Yeah. Um, and then the rest of us, yeah, we, we are all moms in some capacity. I have been a surrogate myself, Kendra, um, and the rest of us are moms of our own babies. Love that. Love the mom bosses. I love also that seems like a really comforting place to go to um, when you're working with a bunch of moms. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so obviously you mentioned like paying it forward and you kind of alluded to some financial compensations. So um, could you talk a little bit about some of the like benefits to being a surrogate, whether they're physical, financial, practical things or whatever they may be? <laughs> sure, of course. You know, every, everybody comes into the surrogacy journey with, you know, um, different ideas of maybe what they want to do with their compensations. Um, we have some um, some surrogates that may want to put money aside for their kids for college funds or pay off some student loans that have been lingering for, for years. Um, you know, buying a house. I mean, every everybody has a different idea of what they want to do with their funds. Um, in terms of our compensation package and what we offer to our surrogates, so it depends on if you're in California or out of California living. Um, so um, we have a base compensation that starts at 35000 and goes up to 45000 um, And then we also offer um, um, a lot more... A lot more Incidentals. So some of that includes a $200 monthly allowance once surrogacy, the legal contract of surrogacy is established. Um, we also offer a maternity clothing allowance, psychological Ooh. counseling, <laughs> nutritional counseling. Um, if you know, we highly recommend that during pregnancy um, and even before pregnancy, but um, monthly massages as well at your third trimester, which important. <laughs> no surrogate <laughs> has turned down at this point. Um, and yeah, we have a full compensation package. So once surrogates contact us and they say they may be interested in surrogacy, we send that over so that they can look at that. But, um, you know, the, the potential there, depending on their particular situation, if they've been a surrogate before, if they're pregnant with a singleton or, or end up becoming pregnant with twins, um, the compensation can vary a little bit, but um, surrogates can typically expect to earn roughly um, between fifty to fifty-five thousand plus. Wow. Um, are there any other things you've noticed that maybe aren't like you know aside from the money and you know doing a good deed? Was there anything that you experienced or learned or you know knowledge you gained or anything doing it that you would recommend to someone else like? that changed your life in some kind of way? I think the most significant change um, that occurred for me was that I developed these lifelong friendships. I mean, these these incredibly, these incredibly intimate journeys that we experience with these intended parents that we work with, um, just the, the intense friendships that I, that I have built and grown over the years with them, I think truly means more to me than anything else I could ever expect. 
Oh, I love that. There's like no kind of friendship like one you build out of a a true bond that is some like a part of you like that. Absolutely. Like friends that you met at happy hour might be, you know, good buddies, but I feel like friends you met doing something life changing are like forever. Oh, these, these are, they are my absolute forever friends. Oh, that makes me happy. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, what is this surrogacy retreat I have heard about and how does it work? Great question. Um, that That is a great question. Thank you for reminding me. How <laughs> did I forget? So every year, um, usually the month of October, we plan a surrogacy retreat trip. And so it's kind of um, a trip that um, we do for not just our employees, but also for our surrogates where we can all get together and we can talk about our surrogacy stories and, and share our family life and have a great time and kind of bond and connect with each other. Um, so it's included in the package. If some surrogates, they can elect to go or they can elect not to, it's completely up to them. We don't want to twist anybody's arm, but, um, (laughs) we usually like to go to, um, a warm, a warm, (laughs) sunny place most of the time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful time. We've, um, we've done several of them and we've had a great time each time. Uh, we've been to Palm Springs. We went one year. Uh, one year we went to uh, Brisada Ranch in Oregon and spent spent the weekend there. So um, typically a Friday evening we get there and leave out on Sunday. So we have a couple nights stay, um, but we always have a great time together. That sounds fun. Are you just like playing games and girl talk or are you like learning things? We're getting facials. We're getting massages. We're getting in the hot tub. Oh my gosh. I love this. Some of us are pregnant and some of us are not. So there may be some adult drinks involved. It just depends. It depends on um, everybody's situation. But, but yeah, and share stories and just, you know, you know, just kind of have some girl time. That sounds so fun. You met, speaking of sharing stories, do you have any favorite stories from doing your job? Well, um, I'd have to say that's a tough question because I think true. I don't have one particular favorite story. I think my favorite story is always um, happy being able to be at each and every one of these births and you know, seeing the look on these intended parents' faces when they get to hold their babies for the very oh. first time. Um, so I'd say each and every one of those experiences is always my favorite and is what kept me involved in surrogacy for all these years. Like so they faced before, you know, sort of things to bring yeah. them to that. We'll bring that after this one. Okay. Um, so now that we know how it works and how awesome everything is with you guys, what are some of the qualities you're looking for both from the families and from the surrogates? I think certainly um, an amount of honesty and gratitude, I think, is um, our huge um, are huge factors. Um, so we, ex- you know, we certainly expect that out of our surrogates and we, they're thoroughly, you know, thoroughly vetted, um, by us. Um, but I think just, um, a mutual amount of respect and I think kindness is also a very, um, very huge factor. You know, we want to work with, um, you know, nice people. <laughs> we want to work with nice people yeah. that are appreciative of what's, you know, being done for them. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that's very important in this journey. I like that. Um, 
it's like you're literally making more nice people in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> That's all we can hope for. Yeah. That's the best we can hope for. I'm into that. There's enough mean people here. Like, let's keep it with the nice people. <laughs> so, um, then with the families, what do those families usually look like? Like, is it always going to be a married couple who is unable to have children or... Are there different types of people who choose to get a surrogate? What's that like? That's a really great, a really great question. So we have um, intended parents that come from come to us from all walks of life, and our philosophy at Circle of Life Surrogacy is that we think that each and every one is entitled to have a family if they so choose. And yes. so we work with single intended parents who may just be a mother or father. We work with gay couples. We work with heterosexual couples, married, not married. Um, we also work with um, many international couples that are outside of the country. We work with domestic couples, which would be considered inside the United States. Um, so we work with couples from all over. So I can't really say that there is one way to describe um, the intended parents that we work with. We just feel that um, if they want to start a family, that they have every right to be able to do that. And so we want to help that happen for them. That is beautiful. And why might they choose to become an intended parent? Yeah, so so many people um, struggle with infertility, and that may be a reason um, that brings them to surrogacy. They may have considered adoption at some point, um, and I know and understand that the adoption process is very, um, very long and very intense, and so surrogacy may be an alternative for them. Um, of course, international families where surrogacy is not... Um, legal in their country, they may um, turn to the United States for looking for a surrogate. Um, so there's all different kinds of dynamics and reasons that bring people to surrogacy. So they're all individually based reasons. Okay. So um, this is kind of wraps up most of the questions I had about um, how everything works. But is there anything else you wanted to share um, about, how, you know, anything? <laughs> well, I think that um, we've covered a lot and you've been wonderful and I can't thank you no. enough for having us. <laughs> um, we, um, if anybody would like to follow uh, some of our journeys and see some of the things and activities that are going on with some of our girls, they can follow us on Facebook and just simply find us at Circle of Life Surrogacy. They can also feel free to visit our website at www.circleoflifesurrogacy.com. We also have a 1-800 number. It's 800-913-9703, and they're welcome to give us a call, and we would be happy to share um, any information, any questions. We're happy to help. Very cool. And I think some of your ladies are in our Facebook group as well. Absolutely. Um, which is facebook.com slash group slash Swearing Mamas, something like that. Or you can just, like, search Swearing Mamas. It's the only group. If anyone else makes a Swearing Mamas group, I'll swear. Um, we're the only one. I will swear. But, yeah, so, um, anyway, feel free as well if anyone wants to chat with our community about their experiences or whatever. You can always make a post in our group and... I'll always chime in. <laughs> um, right. And you guys are also welcome to interact on there if you want. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. And Thank you. Yeah, everybody go give them a follow and a like and all that jazz. 
and have a great week. <laughs> Thank you. Can't wait to share my, uh, can't wait to come back and share my Paris story with yes, you. Yes, I am very excited for that. <laughs>